If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What's happening, everybody? Ryan McCaffrey from IGN Xbox Podcast Unlocked. It's episode 66 for August 8th, 2012. Justin Davis joins us. Hey, guys. Our, our, is it mobile or wireless editor? What do uh, we call you? You know, you can call me, hey, man. Games you, editor? You can just call me whatever you want. You can call me anytime. So I'm technically editor of IGN Wireless. Wireless, um, okay. Yeah. You know, that sounds better because, uh, I don't know, then it's like, it could be... If we got in some cool CB radios, that could be you. Yeah, you know, for all your ham radio needs. Mitch Dyer, as always. Are we recording? Are we actually We are recording actually today? recording. I see true. the red light on. You're alluding to the fact Don't that we also anything. have a gentleman here by the name of Brian Altano. <laughs> <laughs> who we had on once before until our MacBook Pro here decided to eat the recording. I'm and the ghost in the machine. I yeah. kill podcasts left and right. It's horrible. So it seems I'm going to keep a very close eye on this little red recording light. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> is that boots. what you're calling me now? <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. I don't want to come off. I need as, an adult. Yeah. Speaking of killing podcasts, Altano. Uh huh. No, no, never mind. No. What? Nothing. What were you going to say? I was going to make a knocking boots joke. It sounds like you just did. Yeah. That happened. <laughs> well, anyway, we're going to yeah. talk some Xbox today, as we always do. Uh, we've got Jeremiah Salaska stopping by. It took me a while to figure out how to say that dude's name. It is spelled S L A C Z K A. I would. Slaska. But it is pronounced Salaska like, like Alaska. Alaska. That is what he told me I don't, to my face. I don't really? believe I don't believe him. Yeah, sort of. I'm oh, I'm pretty on. sure <laughs> I don't think I I don't think that's right. But anyway, he's the CEO and creative director at Fifth Cell, the very smart people behind Drawn to Life, Scribble Knots, and now Hybrid. That's this week's summer of arcade game, which uh, we're trying to review right now, except the fact that as of this recording time, game is, game not, not is live. offline. Yeah. Game, the, uh, apparently everyone broke the servers, which is Probably not what they're looking for. Did they break uh-huh. the servers, or did the servers break themselves? Something broke like, them. Were they working at all, ever? Yeah, I think when it first went up, people got to play. Right. And then, I at some know. point, everything took a dump. But anyway, he's going to chat uh, about hybrid, of course. We've got some Scribble Knots questions for him. I actually wanted to know 
why ha- Scribblenauts hasn't shown up on Connect, and he has a pretty interesting answer for that. So stay tuned later on in the huh. show. Yeah, that already happened. We're coming at you from the future right yeah. now, and then the interviews in the past. <laughs> well, either that or I'm just a really <laughs> just, good interviewer, and I know true. exactly what's going to happen before it happens. I doodled you. But um, what else happened? I mean, there's not much happening this week, except for the fact that we landed on Mars, people! We colonized we Mars! Good job, awesome. team. We colonized it with a robotic car. Yeah, right. It's a start. He's a yeah, robot. It's a start. So I know that that's like a pretty amazing scientific achievement in human history. But after no, that, no, you don't say that and then say "but." That's like saying I'm not racist, <laughs> but, and then you say some racist shit. But I was playing Battlefield Three, and I don't think we appreciate the, the the human feet that went into making that game look so goddamn good. What? Right, it looks so good. What How do humans to- accomplish that? What does that have to do with robots on Mars? Yeah. Battlefield 3 looks so good. You're a That's jerk. more of an accomplishment. Is that the next expansion pack? Battlefield 3 Battlefield Ro- Mars. Mars attacks? Mars. I wish. That and dinosaurs. Oh, God, stop it. I'm just getting erect. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. You're like those velociraptors. No, but this is this is awesome. And I'm, I'm an 80s baby. So, like, in the 80s, this was every other day you heard cool shit about space. Yeah. People were always like, we're going to space. We're going to go break all this stuff. We're going to go out and fly. <laughs> Some people might die. It's going to be cool, though. We're going to sort it out. And then they We're just stop going out. to space. People just stop messing with space. Nobody went to space for yeah, ages. Yeah, man. We just went to war a, instead. If you get me started on this topic, I will go because it really bothers me that there's no collective will to do this sort of thing mm-hmm. in this country anymore or yeah. on this planet anymore. Yeah, that made me sad. I agree. I mean, it's, you know, I, I was tweeting like it's, it's sort of one of those rare universal moments where all of humanity can just be like, Hell yeah. yeah! Humans you, rule. Were you watching it on live? I like, was. So I had the NASA s- channel on. I was like, yeah, "Holy crap! My Directv has this." Okay, okay, I'm putting it on. Okay, so I, I loaded up on my Xbox because like there was promo all over the dashboard. Like, watch live. On yeah, they Xbox. were airing it there too. But it was like boring as shit. You were watching. It's like all these people at computers, and you're like, "What is, what is yeah, going but on?" You're then, a jerk. When they land, when the, when the Mars <laughs> rover landed, it was amazing because it was just like. All of these people at the same time just erupted, and everyone's crying. Well, and it's the moment like, of their lives, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it was so great, it was so, so hard universally great for humanity that I, I didn't. I withheld. This was my contribution to this to this to this achievement. I withheld my my horrible jokes about about nerd hugging and nerds cheering. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it was that, just I mean, like a legit emotional moment that you're was. Like, this is a moment that transcends that. Yeah. 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 We, good. That, yeah. There'll, yeah. Be, there'll be other moments. This for, wasn't for a group that. of guys beating a raid boss in, in World of Warcraft. They were, they were doing some real science just happened. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know if I told you guys this story, but Mitch, I, I kind of feel you on that. That uh, like somebody, one of, this guy in our video team, Caleb, sent me like the most highest up res uploaded video best quality video ever uploaded to youtube and it was this like shot of earth from space and there was like 30 seconds at the beginning that there was just like a guy talking and i was like boring and i scrubbed through i scrubbed through what was the best looking visual of fucking life i was yeah. like i don't have time yeah, for this yeah, yeah. shit show me the fucking robot on the on the rock star <laughs> Well, how horrible. I was thinking, how, what would it do to this planet, to 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 the human race, if like the third picture it takes, it you know it's it turns itself around and there's just <laughs> there's a, a face, there's a Martian standing <laughs> yeah, yeah, right yeah. there, then then just you know like a horror movie, it just it just whacks the camera <laughs> and knocks out and then it's static. You know what you're talking about specifically, right? Some movie, the I'm first sure. Seven minutes of the movie Congo. <laughs> yeah, not kidding you. This is what happens. They Michael up, Crichton, the l- up, yeah, underappreciated <laughs> Congo in space would be awesome. Space gorillas. It sort of does end with well, yeah. The spoilers, dude. Oh come There's on, the movies from like twenty years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not just about monkeys and and jewels. Mostly monkeys. Mostly. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> the, the majority. What and then what was the Mars movie that were Congo they Congo two. 
Yeah. yeah, there's a couple of them. <laughs> there was Mission to Mars. Which, which was the one? Yeah, and there was Red There was Planet. one where they like got to Mars and they're walking around and they end up, they like come up against some wall and end up, they get through the wall and there's some crazy Face, stuff in I there. I think that's either Red Planet or there was like a movie that came out the same day that was like yeah. basically the same movie. Yeah. Kind of like how Armageddon and that other yeah. Earth disaster movie came out on the same and day. The, and the Volcano movies. Yep. yep. That too. Yep. Hollywood knows how, how, many how to Volcano movies roll. were there? Two. 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 There is Dante's Peak, the one with the where, oh, the, right. gra- where the grandma gets in the acid and then dies uh, horribly and saves their family. Starring James and, Bond and Joe versus the volcano. <laughs> no, that's that's no. Not, <laughs> that, that's, nope. that's not right at all. Nope. Um, and yeah. volcano. Yeah, and the one where they redirect the lava to avoid yeah, Los Angeles with Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, I know. It was just the name. They Thanks. Put it there. Same good, thing. Good job. Yeah. Well, got to do something. <laughs> well, anyway, go Earth with Mars. Yeah. Go team. Go team humanity. Oops. It is kind of amazing that they landed. And, you know, this sounds really stupid to say, but I actually was following along better with, like, they started talking about it's seven minutes of terror, this end, how it's going to get down. And I knew all about that because I played that free downloadable Connect game. Oh, really? Where it's like a, it's a series of mini games that yeah, yeah. quote See, unquote I simulates. Knew you would tie this back to Xbox. I somehow. did it. I, I pulled sure it off. Brought it full <laughs> circle. It just came around. So, did you know? Sorry, we can move on in a moment. But uh, you know, our unfortunately, our own science advisor said, "Hey, this is the first time." Human- IGN science advisor? Nope. Uh, <laughs> the United States science IGN advisor. IGN science advisor Brian Altano. <laughs> you don't want me to do that, trust me. That would be how funny would it be? Drink anything that's liquid, sure. <laughs> yeah, man. If it's it, good for you. If it fits in your throat, it's fine. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure that's right. Uh, no, but our own science advisor said this is the first time that uh, you know we've landed a rover on another planet, which is actually not true. The the Russians in the 80s or 90s, but anyway, the Russians landed a rover on Venus, but because of the pressure on the planet and all the things going on on the planet Venus, it only lasted like two hours. Well, and they knew like that was really? the, that was planned. Like they wow. Yeah. Here's the thing though: who is history written by? Winners. Boom. Who's a winner? United States. Yeah, Fucking America. Who's not? Russia's. Yeah. Collapsing yeah. Venus. Yeah. Rover thing. That sounds mm-hmm. like a horrible thing to happen to you to have a collapsing Venus. The USSR doesn't even exist anymore. Belarus is a country. Venus now. crushed it. It's That's what than happened. Having a prolapsed Venus. Oh, <laughs> get that thing back in there. Yeah, put that back. Yeah. On that note, we'll move on to the news. <laughs> IGN's Xbox 360 podcast, the podcast unlocked, presents the news unlocked. All right. This week. I love Microsoft executives and Microsoft spokespeople because they're just an endless font of hilarity, whether they Mm -hmm. tried to, and it's always unintentional. And shenanigans. Yeah. So this week. You love that word. Yep. It's such a good word. It's a good word. (laughs) We went over this in the car on the way to EA. They they started talking about what, Mitch? Uh, A new Xbox, quote. But. But kind of not really, yeah, maybe? But, it, but it turns out no. Yeah, so during this interview with The Verge, somebody, someone of the Microsoft executives, did you write his name down here? No, I, I didn't. Don't know his name. Something something Hall. He's like the direct manager of Brian Xbox Live or Windows Live. Brian yeah. Hall. Yes. Brian knows Brian. So this guy <laughs> mentions that uh, pretty cool, huh? Windows 8 is coming out alongside a, a bunch of new, exciting things like new Windows Phone and 
new other this and new other that and a new Xbox. And was that Howard Dean when he yep. screaming out all those states? Yeah. 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 Let me see. I think we're going to Zoom. We're going to. And everyone's like, wait a minute. We just said Xbox. Danny's like, no. No, no, no. Just kidding. I have I have the clip here. Let me see if, if I, in our complicated setup if I can get this to work. Okay. Okay. Let's see here. Let me pull. See if it'll break in the. Right. Ryan's clicking things. He's going to eat something everything we just did. We're never going to get I'm back so afraid over there. Oh, right yeah. can you guys hear this? It sounds terrifying. Oh, got, this is an advertisement. This is IGN.com, people. Okay, this well, is a dongle issue. Oh, uh, is this one of those horrible Mac ads? Well, Have yes. Have you seen those? So the new, the new Mac Genius ads? There is a point here. <laughs> Um, this is some great anyway, Thief 4 rumored <laughs> to be heading to Xbox 720 while we wait. <laughs> we're we're just going to do this over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, the Galaxy S3 is a fine product. I'm sure it is. is it? I don't know. All right, here we go. Can you guys hear this? Yeah. All right. Thank you, Damon. Oh, uh, I, I thought we had the actual clip. Is somebody else hearing music right now, too? Yeah, I don't... Yeah. Man, I really hope this is coming through, because it's one of the strangest experiences of my life. <laughs> this is like a sound sandwich. This is... <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, enough of that. That wasn't Quiet what I was down, hoping Damon. for. Uh, podcasting professional. Yeah. yeah that's what so I so am. The, the gist is that this man who works for Microsoft said out loud... The new Xbox. Yes. And immediately, well, not immediately, because it took like a full day for Microsoft to address it. Yeah, they were like, nope. They started backpedaling. We're like, no, no, just kidding. What he was referring to is the new Xbox dashboard update coming this fall. But nope. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Probably well, not. What, what, what killed me about this story was, uh, you know, the, the people that he was interviewing, it was the, the site, tech site The Verge. Right. The, the interviewer just keeps right on going. Yeah. yeah. He's just like, mm-hmm. so, yeah, we'll have our all these new products, Windows Phone, Windows, and a new, and the new Xbox. And then the guy just just keeps right on going. Well, it's like, and they're going, I have another question. I have another question. Yes, exactly. Question, That's exactly like how you, it. Exactly how you don't interview. I've been in that situation so many I times mean, where it's like, I have this question. I'm just going to make sure I know how I'm going to say it. Moving on. And, like, you're not really paying attention. You, I mean, you talk about dropping the ball. This yeah, is this is, uh, this is a serious ball droppage. <laughs> right here, but not in the good way. Mm-mm. What is um, the good way? Yeah, when you're 13 and oh, you become is? a man, and your balls drop. Yes. Whoa! I didn't. You just took it there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you said it. I said turning 13. You know, your voice changes and your balls drop. So and <laughs> you start paying attention to girls because your or, balls have dropped. You know, or guys, or guys, whatever. You start paying attention to. to Whatever yeah, makes your balls drop. You're the, the, yeah. <laughs> the title of this episode is absolutely dropping your balls. So, um, but yeah, I just why couldn't why couldn't that uh, Microsoft dude have been on this show? I would have hit him. Oh, we that, I mean, it would have been on, it was it was on a tee. He was it was just right on a tee for yeah. him, and like a like the 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 bad kid in Little League, the Verge guy just swung and hit the tee. Just well, I mean, the whole thing nothing. is kind of dumb because. It, it's like, of course there's another Xbox coming. Right. Like, I understand they need to control their message, right, right. and they're going to announce it when they announce it. But I don't see why they need to be so cagey about the fact that, like, yes, we, you know, eventually we're so going to yeah, do more. Yeah, why did they just be like, oh, don't worry about it. Yeah. The end. Yeah. PR. We'll done. T- we'll, t- we'll, like, you know, come back in six months. Yeah. Like, well, we'll they talk. have this, because they have this dead, just ridiculous fear that everyone's going to mat- suddenly stop buying the Xbox 360 if Microsoft even hints that a new one could exist in the future. Yeah. It's, it's asinine. Uh-huh. But 
what are you going to do? You think so, that's really it? They're, they're just like, if we I think mention so. this, then people are going to hold yeah. out. Yeah, that's always it. That's that, why they... That's, it's their corporate... It's like a corporate fear. It's so that, dumb, though. Like, I hate anyone that, that it holds doesn't, out until the last minute to buy a console, and then the, that minute they go, oh, wait, there's a brand new one coming. I'm just well, going to wait for that. Right, and because... Like, where's the, the logic there? Like, why? where were you five years ago? Well, where right, were you five years before that? Why have you lived an entire <laughs> life of hell? Just <laughs> buy video game systems and play video games and have fun and smile. Well, that, and that's just it, Brian, because so it's... Drop. Exactly. The because uh, the guys that would buy a console now, they're not buying a 720 at launch no way, or a PS4. Like, oh man, that's too expensive. I'm waiting for the next one anyway, and they're I, not going to buy that. I think I'm going to get a Wii. No, don't. No, no that's what they're don't. saying. That's what those. <laughs> I'm, I'm being those guys. I'm not just interjecting what my weekend plans are. Hey, hey guys, hey guys, guess what? Have anyway, you heard of this thing? Yeah, you can play bowl, bowling in your house. It's yeah. got it's got the bowling. Uh, but yeah, at worst, if if the Verge could have just followed up and hit this guy uh, with another question, it would have at least been funny to hear him backpedal and squirm. Mm-hmm. That would have provided some good podcast fodder. Yeah, so, yeah, Verge. Microsoft. Next time you have something to accidentally admit, call me. <laughs> uh, Thief Four. We mentioned a second ago. This game's been confirmed to be in development for an eternity. Yeah, up at IDOS Montreal. This was. I mean, it was announced back when, before, long before Deus Ex: Human Revolution came out. It was. We started a new studio in Montreal, like just like everybody else, because apparently they're they're just That's seeding talent up in Montreal. <laughs> you like that? Nailed it. Yeah, that was, that was some post processing magic. Studio punch ins. Don't, yeah. don't worry about what happened to the Mac just now, listeners. <laughs> Moving on. Anyway, uh, yeah, so they're they're just like growing people, like the Matrix up there, mm-hmm. just yep. like pod people to, to make games up in Montreal, or like uh, Human Revolution. Nope. Yep. Sure. Yeah, are, that okay. too. Anyway, my name's um, Adam Jensen. Hi, I'm a voice actor. <laughs> I need uh, robots. Uh. <laughs> that was also so that was half Adam Jensen and half, half Batman. Batman. Yeah. <laughs> I can't not and do that. And half asleep. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, Thief Four has been in development for a while. Apparently, they really only ramped up on it after Deus Ex: Human Revolution shipped, and now the word on the street. Is that it's going to be a next gen game, which makes perfect sense, Shocking. doesn't it? So well, is most right. everything I mean, that's. Yeah, but that's the first, you know, real Thief 4 is sure. exciting in its own right because yeah, Human yeah. Revolution was the bomb and, uh, you know, these, shirt. That, that studio. Yeah, you are wearing that shirt. And that studio knows what they're doing and Thief is awesome. But the real reason that this is big news is that, yeah, I mean, it's a next gen title. Yep. Yeah. yeah I th- th- and there's cool. rumors like, you know, maybe Watch Dogs is a next gen sure. title, yada, yada, yada. But maybe? Well, I mean, you know, we don't know for sure. They're, <laughs> not, they're not saying that for now. Um, you know, so, but human, but Thief 4 is the first one that's like, yep, yeah, next gen. Yeah. I, Mitch? Don't worry about you're, it. You're shaking your head, drinking no, your tea? No, it's because I fucking spilled tea all over myself. Oh. If you, dude, if it fits in your throat, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's a registered scientist here. It's true. <laughs> you registered? I went yeah, to you sign up. Like that's a nurse. I know about <laughs> like a nurse. Yeah, I went to science school. Yeah, I'm and, re- I registered. And, and that checks out. <laughs> I sent a, a perforated card in the mail to the Science Academy of America, and I got a Stamping no that. postage necessary if nope. mailed within the United States. <laughs> exactly. Uh huh. But anyway, uh, no, I think this uh, Thief is going to get more attention as a next gen launch window title than it yeah. would be in the you know saturated market of 2012, 2013. So that launch window is sounding so good right now. All the stuff like we kind of suspect will be next gen or yeah. at least launch alongside next gen or in actual that new games. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Watch Dogs, Star Wars, thirteen thirteen, Thief Four. V4. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right, what else? Codemasters is up to their racing tricks again. Grid 2 they're announced. Now just, they're now just Codemasters Racing. They kind of so, rebranded the whole company. Which is smart because that's what they're good at, and that's what yeah, they're arguably better at than most everybody else. Yeah, it's true. I they love make... that they still have that name, though, because that name is so 1989. Yeah. <laughs> Codemasters. <laughs> Codemasters. It's, it sounds like they would make Game Genie products or something <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't that? Who did make Game Genie? Game Shark. No, the Game no. Shark was a separate thing. Yeah, it was its own thing. A Game Genie know. made an actual yeah. Genie. And that, yeah. Rub the lamp and, I, <laughs> and cheat codes come out. I'm pretty sure that's true. Yeah. Game Genie, I wish for cheat codes to make me better at my favorite games. <laughs> yeah. You How have weird. two wishes remaining. Wish. Yeah. It's so weird. Game Genie was a weird thing. It's like, oh, Kid Chameleon's too hard. Get this book and flip through the book and like, oh, well, it's not in this book. I got to buy a different book. And <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really weird. Yeah. 8-bit games were really hard, though, at times. Well, Kid we, Chameleon is a Genesis game, to be fair. But, were, I'm, but I'm with I you felt, on this. I felt like I was doing some bad shit to my video games the first time I got a Game Genie. It was like, yeah. oh, ching, put in AX00C5252DO. And it was just like, oh, now Mario has five more fruits. And you're like. What? <laughs> the fuck is going on? <laughs> it made no sense to me. And they're like, oh, if, if player two holds up and select, you can jump forever. And you're like, how do you figure this shit yeah. out? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure Game Genie codes were them just punching in random codes yeah. until and they had like monkeys doing it until mm-hmm. cool things Probably. happened. Probably. Yeah. Anyway, Grid 2 exists. Yeah, wait, what, what? Are we agreeing this is a good thing? I just thought, it's funny, I thought this game already existed, but I guess that's dirt. It's the other four-letter yeah, so, Codemasters yeah. so racing Masters game. So Codemasters has the three big pillars of their racing. They have Dirt, Grid, and then the other one. F1. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, didn't... <laughs> so Colin McRae became what? Dirt. Dirt. Grid. And so then... It, yeah, it was Colin McRae's rally racing, and then it was just... Uh, is that right? What, or was is that dirt, Grid? Was Dirt... No, 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 no. Um, Wait, Colin McRae became... Is Colin McRae the guy that died? What? Yes. Yeah, so his... It was Grid. Cause I think that it became was, Grid. I think it was Colin McRae's Grid, and then when Dirt 2 came out, they took his name off the, the label. Is that what they're going to do when John Madden dies? Yes. Or becomes Emperor of Earth? <laughs> Whichever comes first. Well, I think the answer is obvious. It's all in due time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think actually in Australia and in the UK... Boom! It's still, tough actin' to actin'. I think Sorry. it's, I think it's Ace still... Ace is the place! God damn it. You can't become the Emperor of the Earth if you're af- afraid of airplanes. <laughs> That's just a, a law. So my favorite part about what just happened... You can become Emperor of the contiguous 48 United <laughs> States. <laughs> Anywhere you can drive. Also, also Canada. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you could drive. Um, my favorite part about what just happened is that you interrupted Mitch with your impression, apologized, and then when <laughs> Mitch started to speak, you just did it again. <laughs> this happens. What was I saying? I don't know. I don't even know. It doesn't Moving matter. on. Uh, yeah, too, Colin McRae became Grid, right? right? I think in, the, in Australia and the UK, it's still called Colin McRae's Grid. Sorry, Colin McRae's Dirt. Yeah. Grid 2 looks pretty cool. Yes. I like that. That first game was really good. There's some speculation that Grid 2 might also be next gen. I, uh, is that is that? Did I just make that up? I think you did. I think you just started a rumor. Okay. I think because yeah. the people in the UK who went to that event, I'm pretty sure they played it. Yeah, on a 360. Okay, fair enough. Maybe. I. All right. I made that up. I'm lying. <laughs> THQ Next. had an earnings call this week. What's more shocking that they canceled the Guillermo del Toro thing insane, or that they had a conference call at all because they still exist? I'm glad that it didn't go as poorly as it could have. Yeah. I mean, they lost a lot of money, but they didn't say, like, by the way, we don't have games anymore. And by the way, this will be our final earnings call. Exactly, I mean, yeah. they sort of did. Investors were like, so what do you guys got going on? Like, oh, man, we got a... Um, Video games. There's a racer. You can shoot uh, the shooting game. We'll talk next year. It's going to be crazy. You're <laughs> yeah. gonna really, you guys are going to love it. Okay. Just stay on board. Please don't uh, go anywhere. Jason, Jason <laughs> Ruben Altano, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm an investor on the call. Yep. So, uh, Mr. Ruben Altano, uh, what about that, that Itagaki game? What's oh, going on with that? It's, it's great. It's coming out in 2017. It's about learning Spanish in underwater. Um, you got to avoid the fire monsters. It'll cost... Um, you're going to have to give us $40 million a year for us to keep up making up storylines for it. And uh, the controls with up to three players. Okay, so, all right, that sounds good. Online? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to yes. note that in my, my investor advice column that I... Do on my blog. Let your money friends know that it has a soundtrack. So uh, now, all right. So that, there's that one. How about uh, how about UFC? What's going on with the UFC? Oh man, United when's the next Federal game for that? Con- uh, cakers. Yeah, it's a cooking game where um, people from around the world can get together as long as you give us more money, and it features up to four boats that you can learn Spanish in. <laughs> good, that's good. All right, I'll. Uh, also has a soundtrack. I'm noting that as well. Up to one player. How yeah. about the Guillermo del Toro Insane trilogy that you announced at E3 a couple of years ago? What's going on with that? Well, that looked like it might make us some money, so we canceled it. Oh. <laughs> well then. Okay. Well, that game would have been next gen too, right? Of course. They oh, were sure. still in pre-production. Yeah. Put it all there. So, I mean, they, they returned the rights to Guillermo del Toro, though. So yeah. that game could still come out. It Poor just, Guillermo. It just, it just First went, he gets oh, dumped man. by Peter Jackson. The game will just not come out under THQ. So somebody so, else could pick it up, and Guillermo del Toro could sell them the rights or work with them to, if, if he to feels If he feels bad, he could just go ahead and make us, make us another Hellboy movie. I would not oppose mm-hmm. that. That would be a good move for I him. I would, because the first two are bad. What? I didn't yeah. like them either. When I was a kid, I loved Hellboy haters. One, but Hellboy Two sucked. Wow! When you were a kid, yeah, that was like fuck? four years ago. Hellboy no, Two that checks out. No. How old is Hellboy? Mitch is very How old are we? I bet Hellboy is ten I'm, years old. I've lost track. I'm gonna How look this up. How old am I? <laughs> I might just dissolve. Yeah. <laughs> Hellboy Two came out when I was in high school. Turns out I'm Benjamin Button. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll come back to this. All right, we'll on. come back. Uh, in other news, another LucasArts president has stepped down. That's yeah, good, right? silence in the room. <laughs> it's it doesn't mean anything because that company we've been through this before on this show is uh, apparently run. It might as well be run by no one yeah. because they're not doing anything with any of their awesome stuff. It's a shadow corp. It really is. It's <laughs> like a it's like a mob front for yeah. something else. It's like those bodegas in New York that only have four things on the shelves because they really sell drugs. <laughs> right. That's, so I've heard. That's that's the same joke he just made. Yeah, mine was more. It was uh, you ethical. elaborated. It, yeah, it had more adjectives in it. Yeah. Uh huh. And so, nouns. <laughs> so we uh, so pretty much everybody has been president of LucasArts. I think so. I was to say. I mean, does this mean at least that the job's available and I can apply for it? Because I tell you, I'm, I can do a better job than the last guy. Yeah, yeah I'm up I mean, for are it. Are you good at quitting? <laughs> when it when the time when the going gets tough, I'm gone. <laughs> I'm out that door. The first sign of trouble, with he's out. My golden parachute. Whee! Yeah. Somebody comes in, they're like, "So we got some news." You're like, "Peace." <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Like, no, you know what? We just said we, out the window. we ordered Chipotle for lunch. Before Don't you say anymore, um, I gotta go. So Hellboy came out in 2004. Wow, I was That's 16 years eight old. Eight years ago, you were 16. I was 16. So you're 24. a child. Uh, so you're a child. Correct, yeah. So anyone Were you even there? allowed in the movie theater when that game came out? <laughs> or when uh, that movie so came I, out? I vividly remember like my mom dropping me off at the theater to go see it, and they didn't ID me, so we're good. Hmm. Maybe your balls had dropped already. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good callback. Yeah, I like sure. it. Big fan. And <laughs> finally this week, <laughs> the game that no one asked for. Army of two, three. No. <laughs> You're not allowed to call your video games things like this. That's not fair. 
I'm sorry. What's it really called? The Final Fantasy 13, 14. Correct. <laughs> yes. It's the Devil's Cartel. Because it's tough and cool and about the Mexican cartel. So the thing that blows me away about this game is, uh, and this, I swear to God this is true, this sounds like something you would write for Up at Noon, but the two heroes of that game are called Alpha and Bravo. Yeah! <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> Isn't that the what? name of the two guys from Contra? And like, bad dudes. Like, as if the <laughs> yeah. two pieces of shit that were in the first couple <laughs> games couldn't be, like, less interesting... Like, now I they're just called Alpha and Bravo. I can't even laugh about it. Like, yeah. I it's can't really make any sad. jokes about it because there's no joke. It's nope. ridiculous. The Devil's Cartel sounds like the title of a Bruce Springsteen song, doesn't it? <laughs> for, for the Devil's Cartel. <laughs> yeah, that sounds that sound like a Creed song. Yeah. Can you take me This is Justin's fault. He so played, much singing on this show. He played this. The he played Creed for the whole office this morning. That, that I, I want to stuck in it. my head. Yeah, what the hell's wrong with you? What? I had. That? I was under the gun, man. I didn't have time to come up with a good morning you meeting. Came song. So you came to Creed. Creed. You came up with a bad one. That's for sure, dude. Not like you... Chumbawamba or something. Uh, that's I don't way know. worse. That's the dumbest song that came to my mind. It's still better than yours. <laughs> I'm sorry. Cotton Eye Joe is actually Tub the thumping, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> top, top, top uh, number one worst song ever is Cotton Eye Joe. What about the... Nope. I just <laughs> named it. Just named it. All right. Let's do the Marketplace Report. Wallets unlocked. What can we spend some money on this week? Anything? Um, you sounded like kind of unenthused when we came into this, but it's actually not a bad week at all. Yeah? Not much stuff, but still pretty good. Quality over quantity? Is that what you're trying to tell yeah, me? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Persona 4 Arena is up for Xbox 360 today, yesterday, this week. I don't know what day it is. Uh, that's a pretty awesome it's fighter. It's out now. That's what yeah, you're trying to say. Yeah, it's out now. You can go buy Persona 4 Arena, which IGN gave a... Nine. Nine. Yeah. Dang. That's, that's a, a good score. score. Yeah. Um, that game is beautiful. I don't know if I've never played Persona Four. That's the one I've like wanted to get to. There's no Persona games on the Xbox at all. Uh, That's but not true. Go on. There's, there's Persona <laughs> Four Arena. I'm t- God damn it! <laughs> wow. you- yeah, this is a game. Given that we're on an Xbox podcast, everybody just went, "What the hell is Persona? What are you talking about?" <laughs> Meanwhile, the PlayStation guys are like, "Duh." Yeah. Yep. All your exactly. listeners, so all your listeners are Beavis or Butthead. Yeah. That was butthead, Justin. Get with the times. So this is a game about uh, high school students beating the shit out of each other, and I'm way into it. I'm going to check it out. Wasn't that called Bully? Oh, my God. The game was so good. Bully was so good. Where's Bully 2? The soundtrack to Bully was so good. Rockstar was too busy making Max Payne 3 six hours too long in order to... uh, What up with that disc 2? Get it out of my get it out of my life. It is ironic, isn't it, that Max the first two Max Paynes were about six hours each, Mm -hmm. and they came out... Back in the day when 20 hours was like the expected norm and they were six, and people were like, it's so short. Oh my God, it's so stupidly short. And then fast forward to now, <laughs> Max Payne, 2, Max Payne 3 comes out. 12 hours and of it's, torture. It's six hours is the norm, but the game is like four or five hours too yeah. long. More I fun love it. stuff for you. Hybrid hit XBLA today. Yep. Just kidding. It's actually down and off Xbox Live Arcade at this moment we are recording. So it, it's probably going to be back up by the time this show goes live, though. One would hope. I, we it's, hope. Had, it's had a rocky launch. Yeah. Uh, we have the man on the review right now. No review score yet, but uh, the game is really interesting. And we have Jeremiah talking about it on the show today. Yes, coming up very soon. Uh, Netflix just for kids. It's an update to your Netflix app that lets your kids kind of peruse things for children on Netflix. In a, in a safe walled garden. Oh, yeah, my kids will love this. I don't have kids. So, you don't, so <laughs> they don't get to accidentally start? Sure? The, ones, sure. the ones that are trapped in your basement. 
Jesus, Whoa. wow. <laughs> they don't get Netflix. Dude, they're trapped in my basement. Yeah. yeah Jeez, they're, you don't they're torture stuck. a kid with Netflix. <laughs> they're they're, they're, they're lucky to get Hulu, Hulu Plus. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> Jokes. Uh, so if you're tired of your kids loading up porn and stuff, I guess. There's porn on Netflix? Yeah, I, would, I would assume. What stuff. Netflix do you have? Yeah. You need Netflix just for Netflix. adult pervy people. Yeah, Netflix. Netflix. Nope. <laughs> nope. I, I saw that Saturday Night Live sketch. You're not slipping that one by me. Oh, no, I came up with that. Is that really a sketch? It is, actually. Okay. Well, hmm. shoot. Uh... <laughs> The Left 4 Dead. Uh, Sorry to let the air yeah. out of your balloon there, Jesus. Justin. Darn. The Left 4 Dead 2, Left 4 Dead 2 DLC Coldstream finally came out after like a bunch of delays. Uh, that's seven dollars on the XBLA. How much does it cost on PCs? Three dollars. Zero dollars. Oh. oh, interesting. Yeah, I mean that that thing was out like last year on PC. What a good deal. But. Yeah. It is what it is, and to be fair, it does pretty much negate the need to keep your Left 4 Dead 1 disc at all. True. Uh, yeah. Because Here's, it includes four of the five original campaigns Here's my for Left 4 Dead 1. Uh, and this is my weekly PC. You don't get Bill, though. It's my weekly PC endorsement is to just go buy that game on PC for $5, and you get all of this shit for free. Well, no, no, Mitch, you're right, but... What, I'm sure a lot of our listeners, all their friends, play on Xbox. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So you know, if 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 it's if your ecosystem yeah. is Xbox, yep. all, all things are relative, and you're getting a lot of content for. Seven yeah, yeah, yeah. You are. Oh yeah, it's it's not a bad deal at all. It's just kind of unfortunate that it it, it exists elsewhere. Like a Mercedes Benz costs domestic car price in Germany, and it's you know luxury car priced here, but you just gotta you gotta roll with it in here in the U.S. of A. Yeah. Don't See, I'm dropping Germany. You're going to Germany. That's yeah, my yeah. point. Bring you back like a Mercedes Benz. Moving the goalposts around to make this argument. Uh, yeah, I'm so confused. <laughs> Mass Effect Three Firefight. It's like the, pack? well, Mitch what? is Canadian. In the CFL, the goalposts are in the field of play. Are they? They are. They're, they're, yeah. You can slam into them this and kill is, yourself. This joke is multi-layered. What's man. a Canadian? Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a thing you just made up. It's a sort of maple leaf looking thing it's that has that has syrup more. dripping off of it. It's sort of like it. an American that you have to spend seven dollars on. <laughs> yeah. How uh, deep did this joke get? Yeah, no one I, even knows nope. what it is anymore. No. Yeah. Mass Effect Three Firefight Pack. What is this? I don't know. Presumably don't know. something with the co-op uh, firefight I think mode. That's the, uh, you wrote it I think down. It's, I think it's the new guns for multiplayer. Oh, that... Who gives a shit? Are you people... were standing right there. It is only two dollars. Telling us about it at EA last week. Yeah, but I don't pay attention to dumb garbage like this. Okay. I was. Um, it's only two bucks, whatever it is. It's two bucks. I think that's is, the new. I think it's the new multiplayer weapons. That might not be true. Is <laughs> anybody buying this? If you're out there buying multiplayer stuff, like two dollar gun packs, two dollars must be the new free on Xbox. Unlocked at IGN.com. Let us know why are you doing this to yourself. Uh, instead, you could buy Call of Duty's Modern Warfare Three Content Collection Number Three for fifteen dollars. Is this the final one for Modern Warfare Three? Yeah. And it has the usual three maps. Do we know anything about what they are? I, I hope it's more than three maps for fifteen dollars. I think it's been three maps every time. Oh yeah. my goodness, <laughs> yeah, you guys are real. criminals over there. It's People free if you have an elite. They're not literally I criminals. Guess. Well, they might be. They might, they might be. be. We don't know. Got Insider all... trading, Martha Stewart style. They yeah, got who knows? Kids what's, what's doing over there? Glenn Schofield is an amazing painter. Does anybody else know this? No, I, I did not know that. Yes, he's an amazing painter. He like, does. He does, he does incredible like pastures, pastoral, of, of like, beautiful really? landscapes. Is this rivers, true? This is we're not making a joke. Totally calm scenes. Wow. Like picture what the total opposite of the okay. average game of Modern Warfare Three is. Well, he also did uh, Dead Space before that, so that's yeah. extra and weird. And his paintings yep. are just for reference, by the way. He goes you know, just blows off some steam. Painting a river, painting some flowers and shit. He gets Bob Ross with it at night. For those in our audience who don't know, you're you're talking about the the head guy at Sledgehammer Games, which is the sort of the new 
Infinity Call of Duty yes. studio. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're working on. They do all these map packs. Yes. They, they work, wait. Doesn't Raven do them too? Uh, who knows what Raven uh, does anymore? Everybody at Activision works on Call of Duty at this point. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. That's 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 it. Marketplace. Everything we can spend our hard-earned cash on. I, I kind of descended. I th- I went positive and I ended like no, I don't care. All right. Well, we, we're coming right back with our interview with Jeremiah Salaska, the CEO and creative director of Fifth Cell, talking about hybrid. So hope you enjoy it. I love it when we have guests in the studio. Joining Mitch and I this week is Jeremiah Salaska, CEO and creative director at Fifth Cell from up in Seattle, gracing us with his presence down here, down doing the rounds in the Bay Area. Yeah, that's right. No, I love it here. I love San Francisco. It's a great place. How can you not? It's yeah. uh, the rest of the country is just melting and you know, a summer heat wave, and we're, we're chilling in 60-degree weather. So, yeah. Oh, man, um, some fog rolling in. That's nice. <laughs> Jeremiah, you are here to discuss, of course, Hybrid, your summer of arcade game. Yes. Which is game a game unlike all other games, but that's sort of right within your company's that's MO. Oh, yeah, that is. Um, so on that note, in case our readers either, well, listeners in this case, either don't know what Hybrid is or are confused because it's such a different beast, can you just give us the the quick spiel that you've given a million times before? <laughs> the, yeah. the Reader's Digest version of what hybrid is. For sure. Well, so like Fistel is known for um, kind of innovative and different games like Scribblenauts, uh, Drawn to Life, Lux Quest. And so obviously the next uh, game in our, in our portfolio should be a third-person shooter. I mean, that makes perfect <laughs> sense. Um, and so hybrid is basically, uh, there's kind of two big points with hybrid. One is the persistent world war. So actually every single battle matters. You fight over this huge... Uh, all five continents, um, not counting Australia or Antarctica. Those yeah, don't worry about them. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Forget Australia. those guys. Yeah. Well, Australia is destroyed in the game. That's like part of the, the, Australia. the story or whatever. Your sales in Australia just plummeted, <laughs> by the way. You should not have said that. <laughs> no, dude, we love, we love Australia. They're actually, we, our games sell really, really good there. If they had more population, that we'd be amazing over there. Anyways. Instead of just obliterating them. Yes, instead of obliterating. Well, we did make Run, Run, Run. That was all about Australia. Okay, yeah, touche. <laughs> kind of balance it out anyway so hybrid is a it's a persistent world war uh so like i said every single battle matters uh you're fighting over uh continents with uh, two different factions the variant and the paladin which are actually persistent uh factions so mm-hmm. you don't actually go in the game you know most shooters you'll go in and it'll just auto assign you terrorist or counter terrorist right. or whatever this is actually you pick a faction you stick with it so like there's a lot of purpose to what you're doing um, and then we didn't want to just stop with that and say, oh, it's just a shooter with this cool, like, world faction risks thing tacked on. The actual gameplay itself is unlike any other shooter that's ever been out. And so we, we, we kind of coined the phrase combat-focused movement. And so the whole point of combat-focused movement is you can move from cover to cover. You fly from cover to cover. There's no ground movement. There's no running at all in the game. And um, it allows you, you basically look at a point, look at a cover piece, press A, and you'll automatically fly there. But what's cool is that you can actually dodge and boost and, you know, fly faster, uh, move around, strafe, all that stuff, and shoot, and also select different cover in the middle of flying. So it's very, very fast-paced and very, very arcade-like, and it's a really interesting experience. And it's literally, as you said, um, unlike any other shooter that's ever been out. And that's kind of what we want to do. Like, when we make games, we want to be like... You know, this isn't just Call of Duty for $15. This is actually a game that is very different. So if you're kind of, like, sick of the Me Too shooter genres... and like there's I so, am. Yeah, so many. <laughs> so I hear that a lot, right? And so we're like, well, we're going to give you a game that you've never played before, but still kind of has that feel of a shooter. 
and they're still very competitive. It's, it's 60 frames a second, so we spent a lot. Of, we spent a year doing that. That that was a lot of hard work. So trying to nail down all the the, the tropes and what really matters of of, of a shooter and makes a shooter great, but then giving something that you've also never played before and tried before. And I should we should clarify too, because I suspect there might be some listeners out there with this grandiose image of like a massive battlefield. It's a three-on-three three game. It's a very tight, focused thing. Yeah, it's three-on-three, three, and a lot of people go, oh, that's too small, but we actually made the the purpose, the, the map's purpose built to 3v3, and yep. we've also uh, added these this kill streak system where they're, all, they're drones, and you can spawn at one kill, three kills, and five kills. You can spawn different types of drones that fill out the map, so literally, like, it's a 20-person game with all these bots flying around and you flying around, and, like, you know, your, your time to death is, like, like, you know, like, or the time to respawn is like two seconds or something like that. So it's just really, really, really fast paced. And like the games are only about five to seven minutes long. So, and we did that on purpose because it's arcade, right? An arcade yeah. experience is very quick, very fast. We want to get in, get out, have fun. And, and that's and, it. And it's all humans, right? No bots? Yeah, yeah. It's all humans except for your your, uh, your drones. Your drones, yeah. But you know what a human is and what a drone is. A drone's like a little little bot guy. Little buddy. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, like Fantasy Star online, like Little Mag. Yeah, kind of so. like a Little Mag, actually, yeah. <laughs> now, the game has changed a lot, because, you know, this game first surfaced quite some time ago. I saw it over a year ago, played it, and it, it's, it was originally almost kind of, it reminded me more of almost, this, this'll, this is some serious Xbox street cred I'm going to drop right now, <laughs> almost reminded me of Full Spectrum Warrior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how is the game, what have you spent the last year doing? So like after how's it play now compared to what it was? Yeah, then? there's a lot of differences. Uh, one is it was 30 frames a second back then, so now we did it to 60. And like um, the reason why there's very few games that are 60 frames a second is because it doesn't. It's not just code. You don't just like oh yeah, just type in <laughs> equals 60 frames a second. That works. Like you have to worry about uh, art and bandwidth and networking and all that. So there's so much that goes into it besides code. Uh, code is also a big problem or a big deal for it. Um, that was a huge change. We changed the art style. And then, of course, uh, as I said earlier, we've removed ground cover. So mm -hmm. before, or ground movement, before you could run to cover. And um, in, our, in the GDC build that you played, um, it was a much more slower and tactical game. And yeah. we were like, we, that's not what we really wanted. We wanted an arcade experience. So something that's really, really fast. I actually saw, we released a trailer this week, and I saw a comment on, uh, one, of the, on one of the sites. And the, the guy was like, I can't believe the developers sped up the gameplay to make it look more action focused. And then like a couple of people were like, dude, I played beta. It's that fast. Right? They didn't like and it's just funny because it is a really fast paced game. And the reason why it can be so fast paced is because of the combat focused movement, because you don't have to worry about like where you're moving and then where you're looking, where you're shooting. You can just focus on one and just go. Right. And um, so that was that was a huge thing. We we, we used Microsoft's uh, usability lab. They built this for Halo three and that other people use. It's this massive, massive lab where there's like um, 60, there's like a stall of 60 players and they have cameras on their faces and on their controllers and there's like a little uh, tablet on the side where you could, like, they can pause the game at any time and ask questions and huh. stuff like that. It's incredible. Cool. Yeah, I remember, so, I remember reading the Wired cover story about that back when Halo 3 was yes, coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they still use it for a lot of games and they use it for us. We had one of the biggest ever, if not the biggest ever. We had 60 players concurrently for two days. We did it twice. Uh, playing and so one of the things people were saying was like I like this game it's interesting it's different um, but I want more control when I, like I feel like I'm helpless when I'm moving and so we're like and so you know it's their job to kind of explain why they don't like it but it's my job to kind of figure out how to solve that right because they're not game designers right I'm paid to do that right so so I was like well what if we just remove ground cover completely like what if we just kill that right or ground movement completely and um, a lot of people were like, that's insane. I was like, well, let's just try it, right? <laughs> and so we tried it. We threw a hack in there that took like a couple days, like a week or something like that. And it was really fun. And so all of a sudden when flying, you kind of do this 360 movement where you can dodge and move and in the air and weave and stuff like that. Whereas on ground, you're kind of stuck to a plane, like a single plane. Um, 
And I remember Microsoft coming back to us and having, uh, they had all the playtest reports. It was like two weeks later or something. Like, oh, okay, we, we're going to talk about this and stuff. And they're just helping out. They're just like, sure. They're, we're, they're, they're, you know, we're funding the whole thing and stuff like that, but they're just helping out. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, we've already addressed this, actually. We've removed ground movement completely, and you only fly from cover to cover, which also makes the game feel more unique. Like, it's like, that's not, there's not many games that do that. And, uh, you know, their eyes are all bugging out. They're like, what? You did what? You, there's like <laughs> seven months left in development. Are you crazy? And I was like, no, no, just try the prototype. And then so they walked over there and they played the prototype, and they're like, oh, no, this feels really good like already like this easy like this quick and then we spent the last you know the next seven months like really refining that and stuff so but no i mean we've spent so much time on the control scheme because when like w you know think of a game where it it drastically alters the control scheme that you know which is like used everywhere standard everywhere camera on the right stick movement on the left stick or if you southpaw it switch it yeah but like everybody does that right and so like and that's what we want to do games that like nobody else is doing so we can offer an experience that like if you want this experience you can't get this from halo or gears or call of duty or anything like that and so that took a lot of time like just to, like you know because <laughs> you, you know you can put right on paper oh yeah so left stick uh, moves and the right stick you know or whatever like you know press a to select cover but then you play it and you're like oh this isn't that good let's do this and this and this and so we spent two years literally iterating and tweaking and that's why it feels uh you know very concise and, and tight and fun and fast so oh go ahead Mitch. i was just gonna say like i spent in about an hour playing it playing multiplayer and you do adapt like you do eventually figure out like okay this is completely different something i do not understand but you spend an hour just kind of dealing with these controls and yeah. figuring it out and it, like it starts your brain just adjusts and suddenly you start realizing okay i can, I can deal with this right but, right, but right. that that's it like that's a considerable risk kind of throwing yeah, a wrench are the gamers going to give you that hour yeah well i think it's like i wouldn't say i wouldn't say an hour maybe a couple of games right sure. like um and we have a trial so our trial is uh 60 full minutes and that only counts in game time Hmm. So uh, that's not counting on the world because you know people are like searching. They're like, oh god, I'm sure, searching sure. and like I'm losing. It's my not time. A, it's not an hourglass that flips over <laughs> right. and the sand just starts pouring <laughs> yeah. out. No, it only counts your in-game time. So we're giving and, and the reason why we gave them a full hour of in-game time is to let them kind of adjust and like, do I like this? Do I not like this? And what we've seen, so I kind of when we were designing this game. When we first came out, we were like, okay, we're going to kind of like follow the traditional shooter path of like get people into it instantly and they'll figure it out. And we're like, no, that's not happening. And so instead we started making – because if you make a – in game design, if you take a game that's about uh, – that's trying to be something it's not, then you're going to make a bad game, right? Like you have to embrace what you are. Sure. And so with with this, I, was, I looked at other games like this and I said, okay, well, look at League of Legends. League of Legends is a perfect example of like a completely new kind of control scheme and like how to play. Like it's not an action, it's not an RTS. It's just one player. You have to do you have to fight minions and there's towers and all this stuff and you, you get items and all that stuff. And like if you ever play League of Legends, you get your butt handed to you, right? Like the first match and you're like, wow, I just got destroyed, but I want to play again, right? And then so you do that again and again and again and suddenly you're starting to get mastery. And so that's what hybrid is kind of about, like. It's a game where you don't feel the reason that you're sucking is because of the, the game itself. It's because you, you're like, oh, well, I don't know enough, but I feel like I'm learning. And so as I'm getting mastery, I'm learning and getting better and better and better. And so with a full free, you know, with the full free hour, we feel that a lot of people will be like, you know, hopefully, uh, will be like, no, I like this. This is, this is something different and interesting. Now, so, Jeremiah, I mean, I do like you. I love your games. I love Scribblenauts. <laughs> We're going to talk about Scribblenauts in a little bit. Sure. But let me throw some names at you here. Okay. Cell Factor, Blacklight, yes. Serious Sam, Section eight. Yes. Nexus. These are these are mul these are multiplayer only digitally distributed games, yes. particularly to Xbox Live Arcade. The PC is a different space. Uh -huh. These are Xbox Live Arcade only shooters, and uh, none of them have fared well. Only really Battlefield nineteen forty three has the first one. It was has, has, has been huge. Mm -hmm. So uh, can can hybrid break it? You know, 
be one of the exceptions to, the, to seemingly what has become almost a rule? I mean, well, so so if you look at you didn't you didn't what's funny you didn't announce uh, Monday Night Combat, which actually did about three hundred thousand units, which is pretty decent, not bad. So good, yeah, and and it's very different, right? And so, like I said before, is all those games that you just listed really are Call of Duty for fifteen bucks. That's true. And hybrid is not that. Hybrid is a completely new experience, and so. Um, again, it's an experience that you'll either, you know, I think it'll be polarizing. I think some people are like, no, I don't like, I don't want hybrid. I want my traditional Call of Duty. That's fine. But I'm looking for the players that are like, um, I want something new. I'm tired, as you said, I'm tired of the, the shooter fatigue, all that yeah. the Me Too fatigue. And I want something that's competent and well done and, and quality, but like gives me a unique experience I haven't experienced before. And none of those games that you just announced do, and Monday Night Combat did to some extent. True. And it did pretty decent. So I think we're taking that even farther. We're, we're, we're I mean, we're just totally screwing with a lot of stuff. And um, and uh, I think that'll 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 resonate with a lot of people. So with this with this persistent meta game you have with the, the risk style warring nations, what would it what 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 would a healthy community size be for you guys? Where it really, um, you know, you don't want just four guys warring over the same thing. <laughs> what what's uh, what's at what point does the community is the community big enough where it really starts to just positively impact what's going on well, it was awesome so we built that in mind because we didn't know how big the community was going to be so we actually built a population scaling system that works with the world map so depending on how many people are playing in the map at that time will depend on how much uh xp is being put in and, and uh hmm. changing to affect the world map so basically no matter what if you're playing at 2 a.m on a wednesday night or something like that like you're going to still affect stuff like you're still going to positively affect stuff and that's because the game's like oh there's less people right now so i will help that Right, by pushing out more and, and allowing more XP to go in. So and that's also why we have three V three because again we don't want people searching for, you know, a ten versus ten match, right. which is like very difficult to do. I mean these are all these are all purpose like hybrid was built for XPLA. Like it was a purpose driven decisions. These aren't weren't just like, no, we're gonna again, we're gonna take what Call of Duty formula and then give it to your fifteen bucks and hope that you like it. And I'm like, No, no, we're gonna look at what a shooter should be on Xbox Live Arcade from the ground up and let's design everything around it. What about you guys have never made a multiplayer shooter before? Yeah. Uh, you guys, <laughs> your games are very, very different single player experiences than even other single player games. So, what was what's been the biggest challenge of developing a, a multiplayer game for the first time? Um, just uh, the the matchmaking, like matchmaking, is super difficult, like ridiculous. I mean, even like you know, I was I was reading about Halo Halo gamers and like Halo three and four gamers or not four, but the people are waiting for four, three four ODST, ODST and regional stuff. They're all like. You know, like, there's a whole, like, weird system of how they select matches and what they're looking for and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, I mean, Bungie's having issues with it, right? And, like, that's all they did, right? And, <laughs> and 343 is purpose-built to make Halo 4. They're still talking about, oh, yeah, we might have some issues here and there. Um, you know, networking and multiplayer is very, very difficult. Uh, so that was, like, a very long and arduous process of, like, especially bugs, like, especially massive testing. Mm -hmm. like, that's another thing. It's just getting, like, hundreds of players to test. And so, again, Microsoft has a thing called Bug Bash, and they allowed us to, like, basically utilize their whole studio, and they'd be like, here's a build a hybrid. Everybody go play. Okay, now we just pull out logs and see what's going on. But <laughs> getting, getting you know, tight matchmaking, getting um, networking. Networking actually was actually easier than we thought. Like, what's really cool with the combat-focused movement is um, because you, there's less things we have to worry about, right, in that, in that sense that... Um, uh, we could make like even on really high. I mean, we have like we were playing games at like three hundred ping and like fifty or sixty percent packet loss, and you, you'd stutter maybe every. Not as minutes. much client side prediction stuff going on. Oh, there maybe. was, but the way just it's handled right is different because of the combat focused movement. Mm -hmm. So so um, it's just really smooth. Like we we'd be playtesting, and I'm like, oh, there's this. It's like I just stuttered for some reason. They're like, yeah, because you're on like five hundred ping, dude. <laughs> like it's all all fake ping. I'm like, wow, like this is really really good for that kind of ping. <laughs> I was really impressed. So, but it was, but yeah, networking is just. It, 
it's a beast. It's a How huge about beast. What's, what was the biggest pleasant surprise as you're making a multiplayer game for the first time? Oh, the easiest is that every single day, like we, we play test every morning and everybody still has fun. I mean, like the, like the last couple nights, you know, you're, you're, we had to, you know, get to verify and stuff and just play through hours and hours and play through a whole season and we do a faster season and stuff. And like the entire company is still having fun. And it's like, that means a lot. Like if, if people have worked on the game for a few years and are like, tired and they want to go home and all this stuff and they've got to finish it and they're still like laughing and then and, and pointing out when some guy like owns some other person like that's a good sign because they're they were telling me that too they're like dude i've worked on games where like i freaking hated it like yeah. i didn't want i didn't want to just i wanted to stop as opposed this. to play testing scribble knots every morning well, let's see yesterday i said i put in yellow <laughs> dogs maybe today i'll put in purple dog yes well, uh, what are some of your favorite shooters? You know, you're, you're making a, a unique one. What, what, which ones that are out there now appeal to you? So, uh, well, now, well, uh, okay. So, if you talk about favorite shooters of all time, uh, it has to be Counter Strike and uh, Call of Duty Four. Call of Duty Four was super innovative. Like, it's so absolutely funny. Yeah. so funny how Call of Duty has gone from massively innovative to like like the opposite, almost the antithesis of innovation right now nowadays. Like everybody's like, oh, everybody's copying it and they're not doing a lot to change it. But Call of Duty 4 was was incredible, right? There's so many, they did so many things right, both multiplayer and single player. Same thing with Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike sure. was in an era of, um, you know, arena-based shooters where you picked up, picked up, uh, you know, health packs and all that stuff and there was it was like the team it was just deathmatch only and there wasn't there wasn't this idea of rounds or anything Permanent death. just respawns no and Counter Strike was like I was like wow this is amazing it's very different and innovative um, so those those were really really good recent mm, that's 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 more hard that I'm like <laughs> where I, where I can point to something and be like that was really awesome like really really recent was portal count <laughs> <laughs> it's a first person something um Tribes Ascend was kind of interesting, like kind of brought back the nostalgia, but I just wasn't feeling it. Like, yeah. But I can I can appreciate it at least. Um, Gotta love that skiing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, much it's, fun. It's, it is very fun. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, other than that, like I like just comp- again back to League of Legends. I've been I've been getting into Dota two and stuff like that. Back into Dota two, and uh, like just that competition is really fun in general. Boy, for an Xbox Live Arcade developer, you play a lot of PC games. Yeah, I was just going <laughs> to say like you mentioned Monday Night Combat. You've been playing Super Monday Night Combat. Let's I, talk uh, PC how about, games what, here. What about uh, our which which of the other of your your fellow summer of arcade games are you most excited about? Uh, I am excited for Deadlight. I'm excited for Dust. Um, I played Wreckage. It was actually pretty. It wasn't that bad. Like I thought. Yeah. Like I thought it would be worse than it was, but it's actually pretty decent. Like yeah. it controls pretty decent. Um, Deadlight's beautiful. Deadlight's is. very pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dust. This is funny. Like you, you usually play all these games on Partner Net. I'm sure you guys know about that, right? Yes. And so I tried to play Dust, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna play Dust, and I press start, and it's like. No, you can't get in. And I was like, no. <laughs> so I really don't know much about. It. I'm like interested. I know it's been, it's like what one guy and been. It is. Been, he's yeah. been doing it for like five years or something like that. So I, I mean, that's impressive. Just alone. Oh, you named them all, but Tony Hawk. Sorry, Tony. <laughs> I was not impressed with that game. <laughs> How about uh? All right, let's let's get to something something else that our our listeners may know about. That is, if they if they own a, a Nintendo system at all, it's Scribble Knots. Or, or Apple, or an iOS, an iPhone. That's true. Scribble Knots is far and away, obviously, that's your your million dollar franchise, more than many more than a million dollars. Why does it not exist on Xbox Live Arcade or on the Xbox platform in any in any fashion? I think the big reason is the controls, right? Like it's like typing in because the games. I always say the game's not a word game. So people say, "Oh, it's a word game." No, it's not about like typing in words. Is how you get to what what is actually the game, which is spawning objects, right? right. So then creating objects and seeing how they interact and. Like, I just, it's not fun to go tap, tap, tap. I mean, you guys, you so, know, when you so sign yeah, up. I have a counter argument for yeah. you because I have the chat pad on yeah. my controller at all times. Yes. So it's super easy for me to go, yeah. uh, whatever I want to put in. Yeah. 
That is very easy. Um, not everybody owns those, and I don't sure. know if Warner Brothers would want to spend the money to, put, to pack that in for free. That's a pretty expensive piece of machine. Well, how about? See, I knew you'd say that. Yeah. So what? I, I sort of not even joked. Seriously, I want to ask you: What about Connect Voice Recognition? Everybody's using it now. Yeah. Is it not high fidelity enough to, to work with the vocabulary no. that you guys need for that game? Unfortunately, not. Yeah, especially with like I mean, you know, some guy with a Scottish accent is like super frustrated, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Okay. So. So I think those are, those are kind of the issues, right? So like I, I'd love it, I'd love it to be, but I think uh, I think Connect in its current iteration is not powerful enough. That doesn't mean in the future it could be in the next generation or next next generation. I think right. I'm really excited for Connect, like the future possibilities of Connect, not necessarily what Connect is now, but what it can be. I agree, I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> yeah, uh, could not agree more. In <laughs> fact. <laughs> So uh, how much of a risk is live arcade development? Because, you know, unfortunately, in this generation, we've seen all too many studios release a big budget game that does well. It'll sell a million units or whatever. And then two months later, they're closed. How much of a risk is live arcade development? I mean, if something doesn't do well, it's 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 not quite the death sentence that it is uh, when when the stakes are higher. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's it's way cheaper comparatively, right, than than uh, a big budget game. Uh, XBLA though is obviously like it's had issues, right? People have been saying like since I don't know, I guess since Limbo until just until Minecraft and and Trials, like they're saying, oh, um, you know, XBLA is kind of dead or whatever because there's, there's no massive selling games. And what I always kind of argue to that is I'm I'm saying, well, where's the compelling titles? Where's the titles that everybody must have, right? Like, yeah. show me those. And then I'll show you, okay. And then if you show me that and, and it hasn't done well, then I'll say, okay, I agree with you. And like, games like Bastion are great. Like, no one would ever say Bastion's not great. But I don't know if it's for that audience specifically. Mm-hmm. Like, and it did very well on PC. It did way better on PC, uh, on Steam, than it did on Xbox. And I think the Xbox audience is just very different, right? True. You look at You look at the top 50 selling titles on NPD, like 32 of them are shooters. <laughs> Right, so it's like you can see that's like that's the demographic, and that's what you need to cater to, and that's one of the reasons why hybrid is a shooter. Right. Well, we've seen, we've seen Minecraft break break through that barrier, and Trial, Trials Evolution yeah. uh, as well, and yeah, your your game certainly seems like it could could cater to that to that very crowd. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so, like a best case scenario, hybrid sells a bajillion copies. Yes. What does that mean for Fifth Cell's future on XBLA? Do you good keep, question? Do you keep doing hybrid games? Do you branch out and try another wacky idea? Just to experiment on XBLA as a platform. Well, I think obviously the the the, the console genre is ramping down, or this this iteration of the console genre right, is yeah, ramping yeah. down. So I would probably look towards the next stuff, like if that was right. if that was the case, and see whatever Xbox Live, whatever that iteration is next. Which I don't, I have no idea. I always like to ask every live arcade developer, which has been we've been talking to every, all the live arcade folks, uh, so all the summer of arcade folks, it is. Uh, is the placement of of live arcade on the dashboard? Do you do you just bang your head on a desk like because it's it's so? I think it's so hard to find. You know, Microsoft yeah. doesn't really do a good. The dashboard doesn't do a good job of really serving you yeah. these great games. Yeah, um, I mean it's it's a good question, but so and and a lot of people said that that was that was a big reason. And um, from what I've seen, there has there was like an initial dip, but like sales have been pretty much flat from what they were before. If you mm-hmm. look at like if you Gamma Suture always does those things, right? If right. you look at the week yeah. to week, like right when the dashboard came out, then sales went down for a little while. But you go, they went back right. Like if you look at Castle Crashers, like two months before dashboard and like two months after, they're the same, right? So that tells me that the dashboard, even though it does seem harder to navigate, that people are still doing okay with it. Minecraft has done very very well, and it was it was early promoted like it was promoted for like a week or less and still doing millions of units it's minecraft yeah but like and, and so is trials but like you could also argue that like if 
if Dashboard was so bad and if XBLA was so bad, then Minecraft wouldn't have succeeded, right? At True. Any, it would only done moderate success instead of exploded and done the best success of like the fastest success of any XBLA game ever. I'm willing to bet that Bang Bang Racing, a game that got no placement, yeah. has probably not done so well. But again, is Bang Bang Racing a compelling title that everybody wants? Maybe. I don't know anything about it. I don't know either. <laughs> See, that was a title that like I didn't know it existed until the day it came out, yeah. and there's more and more of those, right? Yeah, like yeah. If, if a live arcade game is not part of a promotion... And yeah. it's not on that homepage, yeah. and those always seem to be mutually ex- exclusive. That game dies. Yeah, I think that's in general, though, right? Like, I mean, there's sure. games. I mean, you look at like if games aren't marketed in general, if movies aren't marketed in general, right? Like they die, right? right? Like if people don't know about them, aren't excited. But like, there's also like there's 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 different correlations, right? Like sometimes people don't put marketing into games because they know they're not going to sell that well. So like, why would I spend more money? Like the publishers or whatever. Yeah. And then, and, and so it's all about like, is this game going to be hypey? Is this game good? Is this compelling? Is the audience large enough? You know? So if there's some niche, um, game like what was that dungeon fighter online that just came out yes yeah no fanfare yeah no fanfare but but i looked at it i'm like yeah i don't i wouldn't i don't see this selling you know hundreds of thousands if not a million units i would if i was a publisher i wouldn't put anything behind it if i was microsoft i wouldn't put it because it's like you're just not really gonna get your money back well mitch brings up an interesting point on 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 a sort of similar note did when you get the when you get the call that you're you've been chosen to be part of the summer of arcade promotion, do yeah. you revise your expectations to go up like twenty percent? Because it seems like as, as, always good. Yeah. as Mitch and I preview games throughout the year, particularly live arcade games in this case, everyone always either very they're either really upfront about it or they're uh, a little sly about it. But everybody wants to be part of summer of arcade yeah. for that promotion. So, yeah. I mean, is that do you guys just sort of? do a little dance in the office when you get that call it's helpful but again like you look at trials or, or minecraft like they weren't part of anything they were just part of themselves and they did freaking incredible right so like it's useful but i wouldn't say again again it's about the title right it really is it's like good titles will always rise to the top like and compelling titles actually because it doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be like a 95 metacritic which i don't think either of those even are but like it has to be something that people really want right and so i think that that was uh, what's the single strangest adjective you guys have ever put into a Scribble Knots game? I'm curious. Uh, pregnant is really weird. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have a fun story from E3. Yeah. Please do. So we're in our newsroom and we're watching the N- Nintendo press conference, and you walk out on stage and say, "Ah, Scribble Knots Unlimited," yeah. and we're like, "Oh, cool, new Scribble Knots right on." So the trailer starts playing, and we're all watching it. It's this goofy, lighthearted thing. We're like, yeah. "Okay, where's this going?" And it cuts to this dog. And it cuts to this oh, I car. remember this story now. And we're like, what the, what is going, car dog? Autobot, So I, yeah. say, I said, car dog out loud, yeah. and everyone's like, ah, ha, ha. And then the next frame is a dog with wheels for legs, <laughs> and the entire room erupted in applause. Like, we were just like, yeah, yep, that, that did happen. Into it. Like, we will play this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think the entire IGN staff got behind it because of <laughs> car dog. Nice. Well, you know, you were talking a little while ago about the live arcade and the risks and the, um, you know, the sort of economics of it, it aside from scribble knots unlimited which you guys are doing as a full-fledged wii u title mm-hmm. um will you guys venture into big budget territory at any point in the future or do you are you going to stick to the the portable digital space no i think i think sky's the limit for us like we could do anything um near future probably not again but um you know again those kind of those kind of games take like three four years anyway so right um, but I think that's very interesting to us. Like, we want to do something that's challenging. We hire people. Um, you know, whenever we hire people, we say that, like, 
we tell them in the interview, like, you got to work on things that you've never, like, nobody, nobody has ever worked on in the industry. So there's going to be huge challenges. And so um, we always want to do things that are challenging us and doing different stuff. And if you look at our history, we went from mobile to DS to XBLA. And so the next obvious step would probably be something a little bigger budget. Um, but again, that'll take that'll take years. But uh, we're definitely interested in stuff like that. It, but I'm not. I'm not. Uh, again, I think digital space is also freaking amazing. Yes. So I like both. See, it seems to me that a lot of the creativity all happens on the digital space because of those lower budgets, and you can take more risks. It seems like the the higher the budget is, the more risk averse. The, the publisher is yes. and the more risk averse the project is. That's yes. why we see so many Call of Duty clones. Yes. So um, how you know could could Fifth Cell, given your your DNA, even manage to you know is that a would that even be a an appealing move to you guys? Because then you'd have you'd have to deal with publishers that say make it more like Call of Duty. Well, um, I mean, typically we've had when we've, we've had relationships with publishers uh, in the past is we've had a very symbiotic relationship. So we we tell them like look. This is not publisher developer. This is a partnership, right? Like you have to treat it that way. We're not yeah. some work for hire. We're not a license for hire. We're you. You want to work with us because we've made lots of money on Drawn to Life and Scribble Knots and even Runner Run and Hybrid. Hopefully, we'll do well and stuff. So, like we've proven ourselves. So, if you want to give us money and you want to do this, then it has to it has to work correctly. But I, I agree with you. Like the the publisher is just very risk averse in general, and that's why uh, Hybrid was self funded. Run Run is self funded. Scribble Knots was mostly self funded. Uh, until drawn, what? Until did WB come in and go, holy shit, you guys have something amazing here and give you a bunch of money to finish it? Yeah, yeah, no. Martin Tremblay, the CEO actually, or the president, actually uh, really dug it. He really got it. Like, dude, a lot of people didn't get it. There's a lot of publishers who I shan't name uh, <laughs> were like, no, like, this is like, I from like, this is a dumb idea to like, this won't sell, to like, the art's terrible, to like, a million things, to like, I don't believe you. Right. Yeah. And so, and that's, you know, you have to deal with that. Like, even with, um, you know, with hybrid, like, I think if there was a publisher behind hybrid, uh, we wouldn't have been able to ch change and, and iterate so much. Yeah, you you would have ground movement. We would, we would, because they'd be like, "You're crazy! Don't do that!" And it's too late, and we're gonna pull funding or something crazy. And we're just like, "No, we have to make the best game ever." And nobody. So that's the funny thing is like the publisher-developer relationship is a lot of it's a lot of moment-to-moment -moment stuff, like month-to-month. -month. Like they're like, "Hey, here's a here's a schedule. Here's here's this. Here's that." Here's this and here's that, and uh, uh, so we really have to focus on 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 you know the the schedule and this this report and filling out this. Well, that doesn't matter because nobody sees that. Nobody sees that. We only see the end product, and so that's what Fistel is always about. Like we didn't care that we're gonna waste more time or whatever because we're like I have to make hybrid as best as we possibly can, and so that's you know the best way to do that is to put time into it. So if the opportunity comes about, say with WB to do some wacky licensing that isn't yours, but you get to use the fifth cell creative juices to make like a Batman game. Is yeah. that something you guys would do or would very you? Very unlikely. Okay. Very, very unlikely. <laughs> like not 100% unlikely, but pretty. Depends on the Batman <laughs> game. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Hybrid is out now for Xbox Live Arcade. It is 1,500 Microsoft points. It is a three-on-three -three persistent world multiplayer shooter with you and your... I, I, I want to call them mags now because I brought up Final <laughs> Fantasy Star. They're drones. They're drones, yeah. yes. Uh, With so, a unique movement system that's unlike any other you've ever played, I guarantee you that. And it is, it is as with every live arcade game, it has a trial version in this case, given its, given its online-only nature. It is a 60-minute timed trial yep. that 60 game minutes, 60 yes. mission... Uh, in-game minutes, what not... Is that, like five, five, six games? No, more than that. Probably like 12, 15. What's math? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a lot of games. A decent, a good chunk of games. Okay. So check it out. It is this week's Summer of Arcade game. 
Jeremiah Salaski, thank you very much for stopping by, and uh, we look forward. We always look forward to seeing what you guys are cooking up next because some whatever is up in the water in Seattle, you guys are it, <laughs> it's it's giving you superpowers to make very creative, very interesting <laughs> games. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Unlock lock. I want to thank Jeremiah for... He literally flew down from Seattle. Uh, not just for this like interview. Wings. Well, he's... Well, he just... He drew onto his tablet device. He yeah, just yeah. drew Jetpack, and it, yeah. imagined, <laughs> it just appeared on his back, and he just... He, he found his way down here. That's how he rolls. People think it's innovation of their fifth cell, but no, it's just superpowers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, They're just wizards. Where do you think the idea for Scribblenauts came from? His yeah, own life. Exactly. <laughs> but I had a good time talking to him. I thought he said some cool stuff about... about the limitations of connect yeah and dude, uh, dude doesn't hold back no it's good it's good people so hope you enjoyed that interview for now it is time for the unlock block with our friend mitch but we'll play with our friends <laughs> I have justin and brian as well so between the three of you i'm guessing you could tag team it and somebody's gonna get it right i yeah. hope our winner this week is drake jensen from over in wales that's pretty far. That's far. Um, I, I will I will email Drake and ask him if he wants a Ghost Recon Arctic Strike download code. If not, given that he can't play Van Halen, yeah, different regions. Yeah. So I'm not sure. We'll, we'll we'll get him some cool prize. But Drake's question for you guys comes to us uh, regarding this one's for you, Mitch. Finally, yep. Metal Gear Solid question. An extremely specific Metal Gear question. I actually might have to go. I don't even know what the answer is. I I, <laughs> I forgot. The um yeah that's how obscure this is for me which of these films were not mentioned by paramedic in snake eater just metal gear solid three so three of these films were referenced in snake eater which one wasn't was it 2001 a space odyssey creature from the black lagoon dr strangelove or invasion of the body snatchers justin Davis. justin has buzzed in the creature from the black lagoon that was my guess too really yeah well so, i buzzed in first <coughs> you don't even have a buzzer <laughs> Uh, what year I didn't did, know I was on a game show. What year did 2001 come out? Was it an um, 80s, 80s film? No. No? 2001? Yeah. No, it was uh, 70s. Okay, then that's my pick. Because Metal Gear Solid 3 takes place in 1964. And I want to say that Space Odyssey was not out. They couldn't have talked about it. That's my answer. Ryan I'm, McCaffrey is I'm pretty the sure, yeah. I, I'm trying to vamp. I, I actually I don't got. remember. Uh, let's see here. This is the worst thing. Odyssey might have been late. 60s actually. Damn it, Brian. Still, late is good because 1964 is like. Still Brian, early. you haven't guessed yet. I guess my did. Right. It was Future from the Black Lagoon. Oh, right. Brian, what did Mitch say? I said Space Odyssey. I'm pretty sure that was it because I remember his email saying something about the game being set in 64 and the movie didn't come out till 68. Yeah. So, whichever one of these movies. It's a really yeah. good question. It is a good question, and uh, we'll just go ahead and give it to Mitch. So, yeah. well done, Mitch. What? You don't even know what the answer is. <laughs> so, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google. This. I can't just find it in it. my inbox. That's how, that's how professional I am. I'm gonna find out what year 2001 came out on the internet. Save me Google. Oh, you make it are, fast. You guys Ryan, are tell for the answer. Ryan, tell jokes while we wait. Yeah, I got make, nothing. What do you make got? me laugh, funny man? <laughs> jokes. You got um, jokes. Yeah. yeah, I was going to make another joke about... How about that whales? Yeah, si- that si- Space place. Odyssey came out in 68. All so, right, so there you go. So by math, I'm correct. <laughs> Justin, why math. did Helen Keller's dog run away? I why? went to journalism. You away, too, if your name was... <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't oh, speak. She was mute. Well, yeah, that was the thing. It was sure. So the, in <laughs> high school, a friend and I had this like long conversation about how the fact that like Helen Keller probably didn't exist as a human being. What? 
because there's there's no way that you she could... was blind deaf and mute not blind deaf mute and invisible <laughs> that'd be the worst <laughs> but like how do you teach a I, like i i can't wrap my head around the idea of a person learning a language learning sentence structure all this shit by someone drawing an A on her arm a whole bunch of times. Yeah, I don't get it either. Like, I'm gonna draw, if I draw the letter B on your wrist, you're going to figure out that's a B, and it makes B sounds, and it works in sentences this way. How do you do that? You, how do you communicate with that person? I don't know. I, feel I like think they, they just had less sentences back then. The first time I ever saw an inspirational Helen Keller quote, I was like 12 years old and called bullshit on it. Yeah. I just, I don't believe. So, she's Batman? She just doesn't exist? She's just a mythical... Sure. So, symbol, a symbol for the people. Yeah, yeah. For the she, blind, deaf, mute people that she's don't. She's the mute we need, but not, but the, not the one, one we, we deserve. deserve. Wow. This is so bad. This is really dark. We should move on. I love that your go-to is Batman, by the way, for mythical creatures. No, a symbol. <laughs> a symbol. Yeah. A symbol. Justin, a symbol that Justin. no one can see. Or here. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> oh, I get it. Cause I, wow. I'm just so glad I didn't make that joke. That wasn't me for once. Yes. Please direct all of your complaints. I made the exact same joke you did with a funny voice. You're, you made it so much worse. It was just, just so much darker. Okay. Let's plug Moving things. And then, and then hit the road. IGN.com is your one-stop video game shop for everything you could ever want about video games, entertainment, um, Batman, you know, mythical creatures. I missed a really good joke in saying that she's not going to hear this. We put up a top ten Helen Keller quotes article <laughs> recently. <laughs> no, we didn't. Are you saying? <laughs> or did we? <laughs> are you saying you tried to get a quote from Helen, but yeah, she's was, dead, so she. It was yeah, just. It didn't work out. Do you know what? Favor. Do you know what Helen Keller would be doing if she were alive today? She'd be suing, us, suing us. She'd be like three hundred years old, and we'd be like, "The hell is that three hundred year old person doing there?" <laughs> She'd be clawing at the inside of her coffin. Wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fuck is happening on this show today? Wow. I don't know, but um, it's going downhill fast. Yeah. Can, we, let's, ra- let's can just, we raise the, the, the happiness up a little bit? Yeah. Everyone, please visit our very cool Xbox Live app. We've got an app. The IGN app. Where yeah. you can you can see you can get uh, if you can see <laughs> <laughs> you can get Mitch's giant face uh, plastered up on your TV screen. Why? What did I do? Mostly your voice, actually, for yeah. like video you can reviews. Hear, hear his voice. <laughs> Stop it! Okay, I'm so sorry. So sorry. God so damn it! Sorry. Just uh, yeah, we have an app. It's a fun place to consume IGN. We're content. less disparaging on it than we are and here. Tell your friends. Yeah. You can speak. <laughs> you can you can tweet your tweet your anger towards towards one Brian Altano at, at if, Agent if Bizzle. If you're on Twitter, that one didn't work as well. But no. No. I'm just trying to get us out of the weeds. No, it here. didn't at all. Yep. <laughs> Helen Keller, blind, deaf, dumb, mute. On Twitter. You're like you're Twitter. like the golfer in the sand trap. You just swing as hard as you can. The ball goes six inches. Still in the sand, Brian. Still in the sand. The, the water is actually pulling in around the sand, it's turning into mud. Justin Davis, where can we follow you on Twitter? I am at Error Justin. That's E R R O R Justin. You always have to so clarify because it's so it would weird. Be, to hear are you that. saying it would be an error not to follow you? I would, and the reason mm. I clarify is because people kept looking for me under Air Justin. Yeah, yeah, like Air Jordan, <laughs> right? <laughs> Are you I good believe at I can fly. Uh huh. Oh. 
Man, do you guys want to watch Space Jam? Nope. <laughs> you tweeted about Space Jam today. I did. Space Jam's official movie website is still functional. Thank and fully How mad? How much weirdness is that in one website? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's great. It's like uh, hmm. fun things to look at. Thank and then you. there's like really tiny Take thumbnails from me. the movie. And it says like photos by, as if some guy took photos of hey, the movie. Hey, does uh, <laughs> Michael Jordan have the Hitler mustache in that movie? No, he doesn't. No. No. Yeah. I know because that movie is 65% uh, shots of... People zooming in on his face and him going, hey, guys, let's play some basketball. <laughs> That's pretty much it. And then there's some monsters. You and know, Bugs Bunny. Kobe is a great player, but did he ever get a movie with Bugs Bunny? Nope. No. Mm-mm. There. It's Argument over. Space greatest Jam player too. ever. You I'm can put him Michael in, Jordan. I mean, at least maybe throw the dude some Peanuts comic strips or some shit. <laughs> Charles Schultz is dead. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God. What is going on? Charles today? Schultz is dead. <laughs> Who are you working for? <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't couldn't resist. Uh, at Mitchie D, that's yeah. another. You can also direct complaints to him there on Twitter. We're gonna get so many emails at unlocked.idn.com. And you can tell me how much you hate this podcast uh, <laughs> at DMC underscore Ryan. That is my Twitter feed. And they will. Oh, they already have. <laughs> if they've made it this far, though, that tells me something. They're listening. They're listening anyway. Through an hour and 15 minutes hey guys i really hate the podcast but great interview this week (laughs) (laughs) so uh thanks everybody for listening most of you get the show on itunes where you can subscribe for free zune marketplace is also a possibility if you're one damn microsoft peeps which we're not everybody in this room has an iphone Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well hey justin when's the new iphone coming out uh probably this fall i knew that give me a date uh, I need to know. Apple's so inscrutable, man. You just never know with those cats. Yep. It's true. Bastards. Do whatever the fuck they want. And, uh, of course, IGN.com. The show gets posted there as well. So that was episode 66. We'll be back with 67. And something tells me Brian Altano is going to have to show up for episode 69. For you know. Why is that? Why is that? You tell me. Why would I show up for episode 69? <laughs> it just seems like a natural fit. Because it's vulgar? Get it? <laughs> first of all 69 is rarely a natural fit it's like the, while we're getting into this here it's sort of the total opposite of a natural fit it's kind of awkward I don't, my girlfriend's tall oh, well you know <laughs> different strokes for different folks right <laughs> that was the working title for 69 actually was different strokes for different folks what like 67 68 different strokes for different folks 70? it's not like version 69 had a version 68 like a beta. I don't even this, know what the hell This is the podcast when we learned that Mitch doesn't know what that so is. Six, <laughs> guys, six, there were 68 previous attempts before we arrived at 69. Yep. Is that, that what we're saying? 68 drafts. Resident Evil 6 releases on October 2nd for Xbox 360. That logo has got to go. Nope. Never, it's never it leave. It still looks like a woman blowing a draft. It, it does. always will. Still does. They made does. t-shirts. They made You can't unsee it. Nope. It's still there. In, in fact, some of the t-shirts, it, it looks like it even more. And the <laughs> fact that the, the, that the six itself, that logo, looks like it's made out of gum. Yeah. Doesn't it? It's just, <laughs> I didn't even like, consider that, but it really does. Is it, doesn't it? It's, you know, it's gross. It's really bad. Yeah, we got to go. That was episode 66. We needed to go about a half an hour ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, tune in next week. So next week's show... I won't be here. You're gone, yeah, but I'm... to make up for it, I've got we've got two interviews. Oh, we've got uh, Dean... Oh, yeah, that's how much we think of you around here. We'll just, just, doesn't we, mean very highly? We'll replace you with an in, a, a pre-recorded interview. Okay. 
Now, we're chatting next week with a couple developers. Dean Dodrill, who you have, probably have no idea who he is, but he is the like one-man band behind the final summer of arcade game next week, Dust and Elysian Tale. He basically did oh, yeah, the whole yeah, thing yeah. himself. It's a pretty cool story. So we're going to be chatting with him. And then uh, Jake Solomon, the lead designer on XCOM Enemy Unknown, which is the turn-based strategy game hitting Xbox this fall. That was a good interview. That one, it's already done. That's how I know it's good. So tune back for those next week, and we'll pour one out for Mitch. Well, he's busy drinking actual German beer. Actual German beer. So excited. You bastard. You're going to come back so fat. I oh, did. It's going to be bad. So much meat there. It's yeah. just meat. All I'm going to do is and eat beer. like an idiot and, and drink yeah. like a yeah. fool. So, Mitch, have an awesome time in Germany. Thank be you. safe. Uh, don't do anything I wouldn't do, which doesn't eliminate much. Good. Actually, Good. it eliminates practically everything. I'm kind of a mental case. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. You'll figure it out. <laughs> Good talk. All right. See you guys next week. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.